0: welcome to The Billboard. My name is Vanessa Oblinski and I'm your host. If this is your second time, welcome back. And if this is your first time, welcome to The Billboard. The Billboard is a space I wanted to create as a place where you can come as you are and where we get to talk about all things Jesus and biblical truths and how they apply in our everyday lives. So before we get started, I just want to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you so much to all of you guys who listen to episode one last week, who took the time to listen to my testimony. It means so much. And also to all of you who wrote comments and words of encouragement from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because honestly, I definitely felt vulnerable having my story out there. But just hearing some of you guys saying that you could relate to my story made it so worth it. And I'm grateful. So thank you. So we are in episode 2. I'm so excited. The title for episode 2 is a masterpiece. And just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, at the beginning of each year, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I ask God for a word for the year. In the past, I've gotten words like breakthrough, connection, And this year, God gave me a scripture, which is absolutely beautiful because what better word than his word as a theme for your year. So he gave me Ephesians 2.10, which is a powerful scripture. It is so meaty and there's so much to be taken out of it in just one verse. And I wanted to cover it in an episode with you guys because I just think that it's beautiful and powerful and necessary. So it goes like this for we are is workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them short, but so powerful, but also just a side note, I just want to make it clear to you guys that I'm in a journey with you guys, and I'm not a pastor or a Bible theologist. These revelations and truths have helped me so much They've brought me so much deliverance, and I am at a point in my life where I don't want to keep these things to myself, and if anybody can relate to what I'm saying, I want them to hear these things. So this is where I'm coming from, and I'm just so excited to share this with you guys. So before we get started, I just want to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for episode two of the billboard. We thank you for every single person tuning in right now, Lord. We thank you for the word that you have for us through this episode. Lord, we open up our hearts to you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in and we pray that wherever we are, Lord, you seal the room, Lord that you invade our space with your presence, Holy Spirit, that you open up our ears and our hearts to receive what you have for us today. And we dedicate this episode, this time to you, Jesus. We praise your name. We love you. And Lord, I pray for an anointing right now to fall on me, to be able to speak your words, Father, to speak what you want to speak to your children. And I just thank you for the honor and opportunity to be able to do this lord i thank you for that mental and i make space for you to move through me holy spirit i love you i praise you we worship you lord in the name of jesus we pray amen all right so the reason why i wanted to cover this scripture today is because i believe that it is so fundamental to our understanding fundamental to our understanding of who God is and who we are. And also because I feel like this is the ultimate cheerleader scripture, the kind of scripture that tells me, you got this, you're amazing, and you serve a God who is intentional and wins always. And I feel like everyone should hold on to that because we are in this day and age where there's so much warfare around identity. And when I read the scripture, I find comfort and confirmation. The Bible says that his children perish by a lack of knowledge. And that is a lack of knowledge of his word, yes, but ultimately also a lack of knowledge of who God is and who we are. And when we know who we are and we're clear about who we are, we know what we're not. And that seems like, okay, yeah, it's a given, but it's not that easy. Because sometimes we'll engage in situations or relationships Or put ourselves in situations where we have to come face to face with a consequence that reveals that you're not that and that's not for you. But when we get into the word and we have a clear understanding of who we are and who God is, then we can minimize these heartaches and headaches, if that makes sense. And last week I shared about my testimony. And if I'm being honest, I spent many years not knowing who I was and standing under ceilings that were imposed by lies that I believe about myself, or situations, or circumstances, and I so wished that I knew what I know today. And granted, not knowing then is totally okay, because God is using what happened then for now, which is beautiful, because he is a redeemer, he's a restorer, and he doesn't waste anything. So, When you understand your God-given identity, there's a standard that you will live by. There are things that you will not engage in, and there's things that you will not let yourself do out of that standard that God has for your life. The Bible says that we are not of this world We might be in this world, but we are not of this world. Like when you go to another country, you visit somewhere new, there's different customs there, sometimes different language, different values. They have a different way of doing things. The same way when you understand who you are in God and that you are not of this world, the way that you think, your perspective, the way that you behave, the way that you engage or refrain is going to look different. A lot of people... Unfortunately, come under that ceiling that is imposed by other people, usually in their lives, where people will call you or label you based on your status, based on your achievements or your failures. That's how people will label you. But God calls you by name, He knows you. And when I came to that realization, When I understood that I was made intentionally, that there was a purpose for me, that I had value, everything changed. Literally everything changed. And I believe that God is wanting to reveal something through this episode today to some of you guys. So I wanted to break down that scripture because like I said, there's so much to it. So again, it says, we are his workmanship, one, created in Christ Jesus, Two, for good works. Three, which God prepared beforehand Four, so we should walk in them. Five. So first, his workmanship. So God said, let us make man in our image. And God has three parts, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So he made us in his image. Therefore, we have a spiritual quality and functionality. And he calls us his masterpiece, which is so beautiful. And why I call this episode a masterpiece, because when you think about it, a masterpiece has no equal. It cannot be duplicated like it's made one time. Let me read to you guys the definition of a masterpiece. A work of outstanding artistry, skill, or workmanship. God knows the number of the hair on our heads. He knows every single little teeny tiny part of us. He knitted us. Everything about us is intentional. Your personality, what you like, your giftings, everything about you is made with intention. There's no two of you. There's not another human being on this earth that could be you. No two people have the same DNA or fingerprint. Like, think about it. Everything about us is calculated crafted, knitted together. And when I started understanding that, everything changed because there's things about me that I used to disregard as things that are not important, like some things that I like, some things that I was gifted in that I thought were not important skills, where God chose to put that in me for a reason. God chose to make me this way for a reason. When you realize that there's intention behind that, then you start using your giftings and your personality in a way that brings him glory. Everything that you need is already inside of you. Everything that you need to do what God called you to do and for your purpose is already inside of you. He knitted that inside of you. And If you're not going to use it for hisking them, then the enemy is going to try to come in and use it against you. So you have to get understanding about who you are. You have to get in the word and understand what God says about you. And the Bible is where you start. It is full of truth about who you are, full of scriptures about who you are. And because it is alive, he will talk to you in a way that is custom to you. So, yeah. Number two, created in Christ Jesus. So when you give your life to Jesus, you're born again. You get saved and you become a new creation and have a new identity in Christ. So then, instead of living alone, now it's Christ living through you. So when God sees us, he sees through the lens of Jesus, which is beautiful. And when you have an encounter with Christ, then your old self is crucified and you walk into a new life. Like for me, again, last week I shared about my testimony. There was my life before Christ and then there's my life after Christ. Before Christ, I had no idea who I was. I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know my calling. I was kind of like just living and trying to survive And then after Christ, I gained an understanding of my identity, and now I'm walking into the new. My old self has been crucified, and now I get to walk into God's best for me. Then number three, for good works. And I'm going to read to you guys a scripture, and this is from Exodus, and it is a conversation between God and Moses. And basically, God is telling Moses that he wants to send him as a leader to deliver his people. And Moses is giving God all kinds of excuses as to why he can't do what God is asking him to do, which I can't relate to so much. When God gave me the vision to start a podcast, I was like, absolutely not. I can't do this. I disqualified myself many times, but then here we are. So yeah, it goes like this. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it to the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. I love that scripture because God asked Moses, what is in your hand? What do you have in your hand that I can transform so that people can see my glory, can see that I am indeed God. And like I was saying just a minute ago, everything that we need is already in us. Everything that we need to walk into our purpose is already in us. So what do you have in your hand that God can use to show his glory? We are sent to do good works. We're meant to do good works. And when we say good works, it doesn't have to be complicated. Jesus said, go and make disciples. So we are sent from God. We are sent to do good works. We are sent to make disciples. And it doesn't have to be like, I'm a pastor at some church. How are we using what we have in our hands to do good works as a mom, as a dad, as a friend, as a family member? How how are you doing good works in the position that you're in now? And bring glory to God. What is in your hands? God calls us the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Salt is an element of preservation and adds taste. We are meant to preserve the good news and the gospel and use it and bring taste, bring flavor everywhere that we go, bring light everywhere that we go. We are the light of the world. Light illuminates. Where there's light, darkness cannot coexist. So if there's a pocket of light here, there's no darkness inside of it. So you're the light of the world. Everywhere that you go, you're meant to illuminate and push out darkness and bringing light into something also brings solution. So what you have in your hand most likely will bring solution wherever it's meant to be used. And then for which God prepared beforehand. So we're meant to do good works, but God prepared them beforehand. Like, wow, what you're meant to do, God already prepared. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered and Most people will have and will experience strongholds that are preventing them from doing what God prepared beforehand. And stronghold, I believe the Greek definition of stronghold is a fortified argument. There are fortified arguments arguing what God already said about you, trying to dismiss, dismantle, disqualify the truth about you. Like, this is wild. God said that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. He knew you. So he knew things about you, truths about you. He knew what he prepared for you beforehand. But then there's fortified arguments trying to argue these things. But we serve a great God and we serve a wonderful God who promises us victory against these fortified arguments. And God will find you. God will seek you, and the minute that you surrender to Him, you'll discover your authority over those lies, and you'll discover your authority over these fortified arguments. You'll discover how to dismantle these fortified arguments and walk into God's truth. And why I wanted to share about this today is because I feel like this is a foundation. Being able to see the goodness of God and understand Him Therefore, understand you is the foundation of everything. In order to be able to receive, you have to see. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's deliverance in being able to see. There are so many references about people who are blind in the Bible. I was blind and now I see. And I'm so grateful because the life BC wasn't it. And then finally, number five, that we should walk in them. Not that you should figure out what they are, come up with what they are, but that you should walk into what has already been established, what God already has prepared for you, that you should walk in them. He said that your steps are ordered. They're ordered to step into the good works that he prepared for you before and the good works that he called you for. But how do you find out his word, getting in your Bible, reading the word? (laughs) And then the Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet. So just to summarize that one more time, he prepared good works beforehand for us to walk in. And his word is a lamp to our feet and a light in our path. So what he's saying is that he got us covered. Like he literally got us covered. He has everything taught of and all we have to do is surrender. It's already there. I just have to walk into it and use his word as my guide to walk into it and actually make Jesus Lord of my life. How beautiful. When I discovered that, I was like, gosh, like, I mean, it's so simple, but yet I guess not so simple, right? Right everything you need is already inside of you. And the biggest lie about your life is that you don't have what you need. You have to strive for more. You have to get approval of X, Y, and Z. You have to lower your standard for your life. You have to engage in things that are not meant for you to get to where you think success is. And the enemy would love for you to believe that you're alone, that there's no purpose to your life or calling, that you're too far gone and whatever you've done in the past defines you, that you're unworthy, unqualified. He would love for you to believe the lie that no one will love you or cares about you. And then isolate you. I've been there. But you know what I've found? Is that God will reveal to you what he thinks about you through every open door that he opens for you. But the enemy will reveal what he knows about you through every open door that he brought destruction in. So think about it. Take inventory Of where in your life there's been confusion or chaos or pain or hurt, wherever there is confusion, pain, chaos, that is not of God. It means that there's an open door there that the enemy creeped in to bring destruction. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he has to steal first. Steal what? The truth what he knows about you, so he can kill and destroy it. And usually, wherever you have the most warfare, pay attention, because that's where God is wanting to shine his glory the most. But there's good news. God fights for you. And I believe there's a revival happening. We're living in a time where there's so much confusion. There's so much chaos. Like, wild things happening. But at the same time, you have this raising of people just spreading the good news, talking about Jesus, talking about God, what he's done for them. It's not by coincidence. God is using every avenue right now. So I guess guess my question to you guys or my homework would be to figure out and take inventory of which areas in your life you feel there's confusion in and uncertainty and surrender them then pray about it and bring them to god and on the flip side also take inventory of what's in your hand what do you have who's in your life what giftings do you have what are you good at how did god fashion you you have to identify these things about yourself and write them down and also bring them to god god you made me this way What do you want to do with those things if you don't know yet and how can it be used for your glory? So, yeah. So that's it for episode two. You are a masterpiece and beautiful and incredible and there is a plan and purpose for you that is beyond what you could imagine. And my hope is that this episode in any way brought a little bit of light to you guys into a situation or an area of your life where you needed that. So yeah, let me know what you think in the comments or if you have any questions. And if you like this episode, you can rate it, subscribe. I would love to hear from you guys, but have a nice day and I'll see you guys next week.